Well, babe, we did it. We wrote a book. Yeah, man, it's it's actually surreal to even think about uh, that we wrote a book, had a baby, got married, not necessarily in that order. <laughs> <laughs> but the book is now available yeah. for pre-order and we're so excited to share it with you. Oh, so looking forward to getting this book into your hands, to be in dialogue and conversation with all of you as we continue to liberate love from old imprints and codependent dynamics that keep us small, stuck, and stagnant. Yeah, you know, no matter your relationship status, this book walks you through what shaped you, why do you do what you do in relationship. It dives deep into your relationship blueprint, attachment styles, and most importantly, which is different than every other book that's ever covered codependency in the past, we explore the role of the nervous system in that. And the book is called Liberated Love. Yeah. Release your codependent patterns and create the love you desire. Go to createthelove.com slash liberated love to order your copy now. That's createthelove.com slash liberated love and get that pre-order in and you'll be able to get a free download of a meditation we created and a workbook that goes along with it. Much love and appreciation for your support. Much love. Thank you. If we remove those negative thoughts, that fear and separation thought, then it's actually a joy to exist. It's a joy to be alive. And that transforms our entire experience with tapping back into that truth of who we are, which is the greatest miracle that can ever be. Hi, my name is Mark Groves, and I'm obsessed with understanding human behavior and why we do what we do. In this podcast, I interview the world's most brilliant minds and hearts, where I get to explore alongside you every subject you can imagine relating to our human experience and how we relate. It is my deepest intention that we all learn how to create the life and love that we've always dreamt of. Now, before we get rolling, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes. And one ask that I have, and an amazing way that you can help support the podcast is by wherever you listen to it, giving it a five-star review and a written review. With all that said, let's dive in and transform our lives. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mark Groves podcast. Today I am joined by the founders of Mana, Brad and David. Welcome. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, Mark, how are you doing? Oh man, I'm so excited to have you guys here. We have great conversations that are not recorded, so I figured we <laughs> might as well record one and dive deep. So before we get into uh, all the different rabbit holes, um, maybe you could each uh, start by sharing some of your background and you know, what brought you into uh, creating that together? Yeah, it's a very good question because we don't usually get asked that question straight off the bat because we usually just go straight into the, the amazing benefits of the product and the story with the product. It's sort of, for me, it's, I've always been fascinated with the body. Um, so from a very young age, growing up in New Zealand, uh, always going to the beach and spending a lot of time in nature, it was sort of was always had that, that, that idea of fascination about what the body can do and what it can't do. And that sort of led me into like our family was very heavily into sports. My dad and mum were incredible tennis players. Um, my dad, my father was an incredible rugby player as well. So if you're familiar with Australia and the Gold Coast, it's, it's amazing beaches, some of the best beaches in the world. Um, and that lifestyle was incredible growing up on the beach as well too. And then, Started getting into golf and then, you know, started getting into rugby. Um, and that was a huge part for me was 
sport was a massive part and teamwork was a massive part of my life growing up as well. And I sort of had an opportunity at, you know, the age of 15, 16 to either choose to pursue golf or pursue rugby. And uh, the team sports sort of fascinated me. So I, I just went down the route of, you know, playing every ball sport there was possible here, rugby league, rugby union, um, soccer at school. So I was always in that space of, you know, pushing myself to the limits. Um, and then, yeah, I just kept pursuing rugby and then went uh, went overseas when I was about 20 to play rugby uh, in the UK. Um, and that was an incredible experience as well too. So, and I was always fascinated with what the body could and couldn't do um, and the way that it could ultimately self-heal itself. Um, so yeah, that was just a fascinating experience. And then I sort of come back to Australia after a couple of years away, um, and then moved into the construction industry, you know, because I I couldn't crack it mentally as being a professional sportsman. So it was always that little, like little bit that I couldn't just get. Um, and that was put a more, more of that sort of traumatic, uh, trauma coming out of me, you know, later on in life. (laughs) <laughs> revealing some of my traumas and you know that that not good enough stuff that always used to pop up in my my background growing up so yeah that was so I went into the construction industry and I had a like a incredible opportunity to go to um up level my rugby and um get into more of the professional side of it and I had a, a horrific neck accident so I fractured or broke my neck and between my C6 and C7 and fractured my C7, which was, yeah, which was one of those things that I think it was like 26, 27 at that stage. And I guess it was one of those moments where I just like sport was such a big part of my life where I just went, shit, what am I going to do? I sort of floundered for a very, very long time. Um, And then I started getting into the books of, you know, Think and Grow Rich, um, you know, all the amazing books like The Secret and all that sort of stuff. So I sort of started applying that. Um, but I had a real little dark night of the soul with with my identity and my ego when it came to playing rugby. It was like that was who I was in that ego sense. So it was like Brad, the rugby player. And I really, if I had to be honest, I never really applied myself to that next level. Um, so that was a really interesting stage being in that, like realizing that I was very close because the orthopedic surgeon said at the time, and I can remember the experience vividly with my mother, she was looking over me and it was the second time I'd been in hospital with a a really bad neck accident. And the orthopedic surgeon just said, this is your second time. He said, the third time you're not going to be so lucky. And it was almost like Mm. this experience that was out of body experience happened that like. I don't know if it was my ego at that stage or something had like viscerally left my body and then I just, it sort of just left me, that need to actually prove myself in that space. Um, And I saw the look on my mother's face and I just thought, oh, you know, someone would have to look after me if something worse happens in this situation. And I just wasn't willing to go there. Um, And then obviously there was a weakness for me in that area, in my neck. Um... You know, at that stage, I was, you know, 115 kilos when, you know, that's playing in a front row position and there was like almost like eight to 900 kilos of, of pressure each time we were in these scrums. 
So it was like, Shit. yeah, it was it was one of those experiences where it's almost like at the time you don't look at those things as a blessing, but you know, the universal God works in mysterious ways, which you know, I feel like I was beautifully blessed and looked after. Um, yeah, so I just applied myself into into sales, um, which was incredible. I love that experience. I. I got into sales repping in the construction industry here in Australia and I absolutely loved it. Um, and I moved to the city um, and I just started working my way through the sales side of things. And then I was still fascinated by the body that, you know, that movement and the body and how to express yourself through time and space is, is something that just amazes me. So I spent a fair bit of time diving into CrossFit um, and all this time, like, Dave and I have been friends for 27 years, so we're weaving in and in and out of each other's life. And you know, through osmosis, I was you know exposed to some of the stuff he was learning through physics and science and and maths. It's like there's a, like the physics runs through everything, and then there was a lot of beautiful science through the way, and a lot of amazing books like the Celestine Prophecy would you know come into my energy field. And I was like, oh, that you know the little notes and. I was still doing extreme things um, in my ego as well. You know, it was, I guess there was a lot of stuff that residual leftover that I needed to pay attention to, like a lot of, you know, trauma, I guess is probably the right word that sort of stays in the body through that period of growth. So there was a lot of um, opportunities to look at that as well. And then, um, yeah, I got to my early 30s and I just thought, I was just, you know, I did really, really well. Um, at national levels and in sales and, you know, was doing CrossFit and, you know, did amazing at CrossFit as well. had a great time doing that, met some incredible people and did some regional events for that and did some team regional events, um, which was fun. But I met uh, Ido Portel, who's this movement guru, um, and that sort of changed my trajectory a lot when it comes to, for me, the biggest thing is like movement in the body and movement outside of the body is where it sort of is that greatest opening for me. So I just went down that path of like, um, you know, because the body's the greatest intelligence and the greatest thing that's ever been created. You know, we can go down a little bit like this we talk about often, but for me it was just that that wonder and what the body can do and how it can self-heal so yeah, I just I got to the ages um, in my mid thirties, and I think you can call it a midlife crisis or some crisis <laughs> that some crisis that cracks you Started open. Started early. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. Don't worry, there's iterations of it. I feel along, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, along yeah, the journey. Yeah, same. Like it doesn't stop at one crisis. You got to have that's just growth, you know. Yeah, totally. It, I feel like it's just like a. Um, a sculptor, you know, just chipping away at that um, that rock all the time. So, yeah, I, I just you – know, Dave was on his personal journey as well and, you know, I was amazed by what he was doing. And, you know, through 2011 and 12, we lived together again um, in a unit in Brisbane in, in Australia. So I was exposed to a lot of the resonant science, um, a, lot of, a lot of the quantum physics. So that was sort of amazing me at the time and – yeah, I just had to stop and I was in this beautiful relationship with this amazing woman and she knew as well that 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 I had to go and just explore and go on my own sort of hero's journey within a way. Um, 
Yeah, so I just renounced everything and basically sold everything, um, cashed everything in, and just made sure that that she was set up. And then I just, um, I just, yeah, just went on the journey of, of of finding out who I was at that time. And it's like it's interesting because people go, "Oh, you got to go find yourself." It's it's an it's an interesting expression when people talk about that. I feel like it's 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 not about finding itself; it's about remembering who you are. I feel like that's. It's, it's it's subtle, but it's it's a very very different. And um, yeah, I just started going on a path of that. And then um, yeah, Dave and I started traveling together. And yeah, then we can we can dive into why we started Mana in, in its different versions, iterations. And I don't think there's there is no product or or thing on the planet as great as what Shilogy and Enormous is from a from a base mineral compound. So. Yeah, that's a bit of an overview. There's there's a lot of nuances in there and there's a lot of like deep dives, but we could spend a whole time on just, just those stories. But yeah, for me, an overarching thing is body and movement and, and the expression of the intelligence behind the body and what it does. And introducing some of these elements is something that I'm very, very intrigued by and, and moved by Um and it's just a deeper relationship with the greater whatever we call it, the universe or God or is is probably some of the biggest things that drive me. I'm excited to hear more about that. <laughs> David. Yeah. yeah, my background's basically just hanging out with Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Being his buddy as he was going through all of this. That's it. As he said, well we've we've been best mates for as he said, nearly thirty years. So we've actually lived together as teenagers in our 20s and our 30s and in our 40s. So we're kind of inseparable. There's a deep level of trust there. We've travelled to the ends of the earth together. We've played sport together. Uh, Brad was a professional athlete, as he said. So I was there a lot of the time watching him. I was there when he broke his neck playing rugby. And, you know, he's uh, he's done surf boat rowing. He's done CrossFit. He's doing martial arts now. So he's kind of like the... The export expert, the extreme athlete uh, in the brand, which is awesome, ultra marathons, all of that stuff. So, um, so yeah, no, we uh, we've had incredible times together, an incredible journey, which I feel super blessed about. And as I said, that kind of makes us inseparable from that trust perspective. So to watch each other evolve and now go through this this business, which we like to call a project together. And just see like our passion and obsession from kind of sunrise to sunset or until we go to bed anyway. It's, um, it's a really beautiful thing to observe in each other. But yeah, a little bit about my background. I guess I was, uh, initially in the military after school as an aircraft engineer, which was a, a different direction. And I learned a lot from that and it was a beautiful experience. And then I got into the medical industry, a bit like yourself, Mark. You're in pharma. I was in operating theatres, and that was awesome as well at the time. And then after that, yeah, I just had a real, uh, I guess, epiphany to spend more time in nature, to understand who I was. You know, there was that question arising all of my life. It's like, where do we come from? What are we doing here? And I just couldn't ignore that any longer. So I stopped working in operating theatres and and became an emissary for the Resident Science Foundation, started spending a lot of time in nature. Uh, in particular, a lot of the sacred sites around the planet, whether it was 
Egypt or Uluru or Machu Picchu. And I was guided to the Dead Sea as well at one stage where I actually spent 88 nights sleeping on the bank of the Dead Sea, which, which was a really profound experience. But Brad and I spent three months in Tasmania. We spent time out in the centre of Australia as well. So within that journey and spending that much time in nature and with the elements, it was the greatest blessing that I ever gave myself because that's where a lot of the learnings and teachings and passion for what we're doing now really came from. So, uh, so yeah, that's a high-level summary. How did you get into the uh, physics of it all? Like, you know, Brad talks about witnessing your exploration of, I guess, the quantum and maybe beyond. You can speak to that. But just as you were, I don't know, you guys were sharing a flat in Brisbane. Were you coming out of a room with smoke clouds like, <laughs> like a mad scientist? Or all of a sudden you were like moving things with your mind? Like what What was, because you went from operating, you know, or maybe a sales rep in the operating space, I'm not sure, or like a, working in the operating space to then becoming an emissary for, I forget what you called it, the scientific Resonant Science Foundation. Yeah. So like what was the journey to and how did it merge with this interest in nature? Like what, what was the, because then all of a sudden you're hanging out on the Dead Sea for 88 days, which is, that's wild. You like just camping on the bank, same bank? Basically, yeah. Yeah. So like what was that like because it brought you into this really, this deep interest in resonance and physics? Yeah, the catalyst for it was those questions that I said had actually been there since I remember as a little boy. It was really those questions that had been there my whole life. And uh, I, even though I was earning good money, I had a great job, I wasn't happy. I knew there was more. And so it was 2011 and Brad and I came along with, uh, we, we found that the book Think and Grow Rich. And, uh, I mean, it's kind of got a terrible name because you think it's about making money, but it's really personal development self-inquiry book was how I interpreted it. So that next year of 2012, we, uh, well, for myself, I stopped everything and started um, that exploration of, you know, seeking out what I was passionate about and what I wanted to manifest. So... I did a, a passion test facilitators course, went to Anthony Robbins conferences, and then I actually got flicked a YouTube of a theoretical physicist called Nassim Haramein. And he's like a mystic slash physicist. So he was talking about a lot of things like where we do come from and, and where we're headed. And I just found that fascinating. So I went and did an emissary course with him in Chichen Itza in Mexico. And then spent the next 12 months after that sun gazing. And that's probably the most profound thing I've ever done. Where we live on the Sunshine Coast, you get about 300 sunny days a year. So it's very supportive by the elements for sun gazing. And, you know, there's so many codes within the sun and there's so much charge and it's so powerful for our biology for many different reasons that that was really uh, the catalyst for, for massive change in my life. And after that, it was really just a lot of uh, synchronistic events that uh, one after another that led to the, the stage where we are now. Can you speak to what sun gazing is for people listening who are like, what, did you just look at the sun in the morning? Like, what did that, why were you doing it? What, what's, what's the thought behind it? Yeah, it's, it's, I guess, a process of understanding that 
the sun is the source of all life. And so it's like the most unconditional loving expression that we can ever experience because it's it's just pure light. It just shines 24-7. It doesn't care whether you've been a, a good person or a bad person. It just shines shines light, which is the source of all life on the planet. So for me, yeah, again, I just came across a YouTube that I resonated with by a fellow called HRM, and he was talking about all these incredible healing benefits to the body and spiritual experiences from staring straight into the sun at either in the first hour of the day or the last hour of the day. And uh, so, yeah, I was quite regimented with it. And by that, I mean, I just increased how long I was looking at the sun for 10 seconds a day. So if you start by looking at the sun for 10 seconds a day and then you add 10 seconds each day, after about nine months, you get up to 45 minutes. So if you factor in some cloudy days, uh, it takes about a year to get to that stage. And, uh, yeah, I noticed just significant transformational benefits from doing that, both both physically and mentally. I'm curious, what was that like? Like the what were the physical benefits that you noticed? Like biochemically, did you notice them? Yeah, the big thing for me... Well, <laughs> I actually started communing with the sun. The biggest thing I noticed was the removal of separation and fear. So I didn't even realize at the time that the major fear that existed inside of me was the fear of death. So when the sun actually showed me that separation is an illusion, then once that separation is removed and we realize we're infinite eternal beings, then that fear of death starts to subside and we realize the connection between all things, which that's why I say it's the most profound experience I've ever had because once we understand that connection between all things, then again, the time that we're here and the fact that we exist is the greatest miracle that can ever be. And so the rest of the time it's, it's just playing. It's, it's just experience. And I don't mean that in a, an aloof way because the reverence that comes from understanding what experience takes, what it takes for us to actually exist is the most profound miracle that can ever be. So it just sent me into this space of deep gratitude and reverence for life in the simple things, you know, by being in nature, by waking up in the morning and being able to take a breath, being able to have a glass of water, being able to um, just exist is is so miraculous. So, yeah, so uh, – and, and then I kind of got to a point maybe 30 minutes in where I needed to eat less. So I'd be doing a lot of fasting. And when I did actually eat, I could actually feel my body becoming tired it was really interesting. So I'd be like clear and connected from fasting and sun gazing and then I'd have something to eat and everything would slow down again. So I was just able to realize some of those subtleties between, uh, you know, uh, clear, clean energies and higher frequency perceptions and then the density that we also experience. So, yeah, the, the, again, like Brad was saying with his um, his background, there's a lot more I could go into that, but at a high level – um, yeah, that's what I was experiencing. Brad, when you witnessed him going through that, 
were you like, I'm going to start sun gazing? Or were you like, <laughs> like what was? It was a definitely intrig- intriguing uh, part of the, the the journey for me as well. So it's like that through osmosis, you learn a lot as well. It's sort of almost for me, it lands quite the same, right? It's But there's also the, the physiological um, impact that it has on the body for like getting in that first light. There's some really incredible studies currently going on and um, some great research around getting first light, you know, resets your circadian ribbons um, because we spend so much time these days actually looking at our phones and being in unnatural light that as soon as we start to get in the early light with that UV is less than one or sitting on one, it's the most impactful time to actually look at the sun. So there's two things that are going on, right? There's a physiological thing that we've been pre-wired for millions of years that this like this human vessels evolved and also uh, like a deep spiritual um, process that's happening as well. So it's like this unwiring of a, a preconceived unnatural way versus going into it in a very deep physiological natural way where, you know, that first light's hitting the, the eyes and then getting – access straight into the parts of the brain that need it so it's almost there's two things that are happening um there's a physiological level and then there's a deep spiritual level so i was actually witnessing um i was witnessing witnessing the deep spiritual level of what david was going through and i was intrigued by that but also the 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 physiological go what's it actually doing to the body and then i dive straight into that so it was sort of almost it was all. It was great for me because I'd see someone doing it and then go, oh, how does that work for me on my daily level where, you know, potentially at that time I wasn't actually renounced all of my uh, worldly possessions. I was still <laughs> firmly in what I was doing. So it's like – and I think that's it's a really good point for a lot of people too because we, we've got access to so much information right now and it, it's it's overwhelming that you've just got to come back to how does it serve me in this moment and how does it like work in my world and what little bits can I take that make it work for me instead of like I've got to do exactly what that person does to actually get that same expression. So that's the sort of the guiding principles for me is like how is that going to work for me in my body and in my life at this time? Yeah, you want to understand what is the what is the physical impact that you're witnessing as because you're watching the spiritual impact and you're like oh (laughs) shit this is wild like but being someone who is a high performance athlete you're like there's got to be something else here which you know it's so interesting that we look for all these hacks and shortcuts and biohacking but it's kind of ridiculous that we would consider staring at the sun in the first waking hours a biohack when it's actually just literally bio. You know, like it's not a hack. It's like yeah, we yeah. are a species that has evolved with the sun. All life is created by the sun, even though I think Bill Gates wanted to block it out, didn't he? He wanted to like put <laughs> just to reduce climate change. Um, he's a busy man. He, he's up to a lot. So he's a busy man. I wouldn't listen, put it past Never him. trust a guy in a sweater vest. That's my new rule. But I look at, at how we have moved so far away from what is simple biology. Like we've moved so far away from what we've always known. And in such a short period of time, we've seen such a radical change in how we interact. 
This episode was brought to you by The Wellness Company. Now, you guys know I'm all about standing in the truth of what matters to me. And when it comes to my health and my family's health, I am very careful who I take advice from. Trust and transparency are so important to me, especially now that I'm a new dad. Now, The Wellness Company was formed by a team of doctors who lost their jobs and they were subsequently canceled, censored, for speaking up and pushing back against the mismanagement of the pandemic. As a native Canadian and former pharmaceutical rep, I am all too familiar with the failings of the current system, and it is pretty clear that we need some sort of massive change. Now, not only does the wellness company offer live telemedicine services, but they also have a wide range of high-quality doctor-formulated supplements that are designed to, one, degrade the spike protein and protect you from shedding, boost your immune system, support your heart health, help you sleep better, and there's so many more. They recently just launched the Spike Support Formula. Now, it's the only product I've seen that contains a unique combination of natural ingredients, including natokinase and dandelion root extract. Natokinase has been shown to help break down and eliminate the spike protein, and dandelion root blocks it from binding to your cells. To support those experiencing side effects from the shots and to help those suffering from long COVID and to protect you from shedding, the Spike Support is one supplement that everyone can benefit from in this post-pandemic world. The truth is that we all need to be taking steps to protect ourselves from that toxic spike protein. Get yourself the wellness company's spike support formula now. You can go to twc.health/groves and use the code groves at checkout to save 15% off. So that's twc.health/groves to save 15%. And we biologically it takes us thou- you know thousands of years to evolve one thing, but we've evolved so much that the biology, can it ever keep up to the blue light? The You know what I mean? And what is it that you guys have seen in terms of what I'm talking about? It's almost like when you're talking about that first light for an example, it's like when we were getting out of our cave millions of years ago, the way that we would have woken up is that once we would have been hearing the animals and in tune with nature, and that's what Dave was saying a little bit earlier, if we can start to get more in tune with how nature and our true nature work and have that symbiotic relationship together, then that's where I feel like our biology is at its at its peak or it's its natural form. So some of this biohacking stuff we probably won't have to do as much of. And it, when we come back to our – if we can get more in rhythm with our own true nature and what that is because that's that's different for everyone. It's, it's different for a mum that's got three children to – a father that's you know in like or a man in his 60s i think getting in our rhythm and what our true nature is 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 probably something that we need to put more attention on i feel like the busyness of life gets away from us and we start to like start to live in accordance to someone else's values so if we can get closer back to what are our true values what's our true north in this moment i feel like that will then unravel some of these health things that are going on at the moment so to me it's like you know what's your source of water like the basic needs of you know what's my shelter like you know what's what's my you know what's my my living arrangements like you know what sort of food am i and am i consuming what sort of you know you know what's the other things that i'm consuming on my daily on my phone you know newspapers you know who what's in my environment that i can actually change that sort of Almost those low-hanging fruits. I don't think we need to renounce everything. I don't think that's the way. <laughs> um, I think society is is very well set up for you know for us to actually survive 
and it's like the you know Maslow's hierarchy of needs. If we can get all those sorted, it's incredible, right? And then Dave and I were talking you know, the last couple of days. It's like you look at all the greatest sages to ever live and the, and the gurus and you know, you look at the number one thing that they all had, they were financially set up, you know, that they were having that abundance mindset. And it sort of comes to the thing is like, if you can have an abundance mindset versus scarcity mindset, it's huge. And I feel like for a long time, I was in a scarcity mindset. And as soon as you start to go into an abundance mindset, which is, which is nature, right? Right. Nature is so abundant, it doesn't live in a scarcity mindset. If we can get true to that that abundance, I feel like that is a space that we can sort of look after our health and, and support our communities and actually live our true life. David, what do you think? What does that bring up for you? Yeah, totally agree. Uh, I mean, for me, nature is so important on every level. Once I realized that everything is made from, from three things, which is light, water, and minerals, then, you know, it's actually getting the best source of those as well. So, again, being able to get as much sunlight as possible, that is the, the highest frequency element in the universe, pure light, uh, whether we're looking into it in the morning or whether we're just getting on in our skin at the right time of day. And obviously, you know, the sun can be harmful in the middle of the day. So, You've got to pick your timing. And then water, you know, most people know now we're 99% water. And so getting really good quality structured water is super important. And, and then the minerals, which is what mana is all about. So, yeah, being connected to nature, I actually sense that that's one of the biggest challenges in our times at the moment is we've kind of lost that connection. And and that, that connection w- with nature is – is what allows us to feel peace and harmony and remove the fears and remember that, you know, we are part of something bigger, that we are, in fact, as I said before, these infinite eternal beings. So I think that's part of the change that's happening on the planet at the moment is we're kind of getting this extreme experience of, of being disconnected from nature which often is that, that that'll be the driver to get us back into nature one way or another. So, yeah, it's um, to me that's that's one of the most important things we can do is stay stay connected. Yeah, I think so much about how technology and technology companies are really monetizing our attention, and so there's a large incentive to continue to extract. And I forget the. Um, social media guy he's an influencer who i think is pretty famous on like youtube or tiktok but he was saying they colonized all the land and now they're colonizing your mind they're colonizing your attention they're going to take everything they can and it's not he said it's not because they're bad people it's because they have shareholders and they need to see growth and they need to see more money. And the way to get those things is to keep you on your phone, is to sell your data, is to monetize you. And and I say all that because I really feel like in the last 20 years, we've really felt this high level of extraction. Like people are feeling like they are being um, extracted from, and they can't maybe potentially label where that is, but it is because they're using their devices and they're addicted to them. And 
it, you were saying like that disconnection from nature. It's like we're craving connection. And although like you go on YouTube or, or sorry, Facebook or Instagram and you feel like, oh, I got 4,700 friends. Not really, but like you feel really connected. You crave this thing, but you're missing like this. You're missing, you know, even the next level of this is being able to be in the same room. And, you know, geographically that was hard and we couldn't do it. But so this is, technology has got some great things, but I really feel like we are at this place where there will be a moment and people will decide to join the singularity and upload their fucking <laughs> soul to the cloud. And I think there's going to be an analog revolution of sorts because the nervous system doesn't have the capacity for all the extraction that's going on. So people are going to crash. But and there and the, what is the healing to, you know, disconnection? It's connection. The healing to uh, trauma is connection. It's community. The healing, the way that you evolve, is because you're well resourced. You have people who you can call, who you need, and like that that call back to nature. Which I'm fascinated to hear your thoughts on. One, I can see that connecting back to light and just that first, I know the hormonal benefits of exposing yourself to morning light are really profound and also the hormonal costs of like nighttime blue light before bed. But like, maybe you could speak to that. But then also you talked about water too, like by enhancing the quality of your water and then by remineralizing, which I'm curious why you guys chose what you chose for that and why you started with minerals. Um, I guess you couldn't bottle up sunshine, but people for sure have already tried to do that. They're going to do that with air soon, but <laughs> I'm curious. Yeah. Like maybe you can walk through your thoughts on that sort of renaturalization process and then ensuring that we're getting good quality minerals because you would know better than I would. The, I was watching a thing the other day that said a tomato in the United States has 90% less nutrient value than it did in, I think like the fifties or sixties. And way less than in Italy. I mean, that makes sense when you go to Italy. Like, those tomatoes. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why. It's, I mean, when we say being connected to nature, we're never not connected to nature. But the beauty of just taking the time out and spending time with the elements, however that looks, whether it's sun gazing, whether it's being in nature hiking, whether it's sitting in streams and observing the vortexes or taking minerals, the beautiful thing with that is we get to remember the truth of who we are, which is, again, it's the removal of separation. So we are actually connected to everything. Once we actually have that experientially inside of us, we can go out and do whatever we like without any judgment around it. It doesn't matter whether we're on our devices, you know, 16, 18, hour, 20 hours a day. Sometimes Brad and I are at the moment because, you know, we're running a business that's got a lot of growth and that's just the demand that it takes. But we have that foundation, that those, those foundational pillars where we've scratched the surface of that truth of who we are. So from that space, again, we can go out into the world and enjoy it from a place of gratitude and non-attachment. Whereas, you know, if we were to lose all of that tomorrow, it doesn't bother us because we're just as happy in nature. We're just as happy having nothing. We're just as happy with the simple things, potentially even more happy 
with the simple things. Like within those simplicities, the magic of life is really remembered. And the minerals and the mana, and we can go into that more in a moment, but what we're really, one of the things we're intending to do with that anyway is bring nature back into people's homes because we understand there's a lot of people that just don't have the opportunity to get into nature. They're living in the cities. They're living in an apartment. So we've actually taken the best products produced by nature, produced by the sun, produced by the highest resolution waters on the planet and put them into an easy-to-use single-dose sachet that is like nature's most concentrated, richest micronutrients where they can just take that daily. So it's, it's our little way of bringing nature back into people, bringing the body up to balance so it's getting those nutrients that aren't in our tomatoes or aren't in our food or aren't in our soils. I think the U.S. Department of Agriculture has a study that shows there's 80% less minerals, fulvic acid, humic acid, and the other micronutrients in our food and soils now than there was 100 years ago. So we're filling that we're filling that gap with mana. So all of the micronutrients that science recognises we require for our bodies not to just uh, function correctly but to also thrive. We're squeezing into each of those little packets that again you can just have in your kitchen, have in your pack in, in your um, pocket, take one a day, and you're good to go. You've actually got access to all of those nutrients again. So that's that's one of the reasons why we're super passionate about it. And um, yeah, then we've also got a couple of other products coming which kind of take that to a whole nother level as well. Yeah, it's um it's an incredible incredible question but uh it's interesting you talk about italy right it's um when i've traveled to to italy a few times in the last you know 10 years and you you eat the tomatoes i've just (laughs) had a visceral feeling of eating a tomato it is so different because we spend a lot of time in in the u.s and canada and obviously australia and there is a massive difference in the actual taste right it's like and there's a there's a a fertility in that in that expression of that of that plant on that fruit, right? And it's almost when you eat uh, the pasta or eat the pizzas when you're in Italy, it's totally different to it is to it is here in Australia or the US or the US. Like I don't get as bloated, so it's the flour. So it's sort of the question is is why would that potentially be? And it's like what David said about the quality of soil today is just not there. And we can go into great detail why that is and we could probably attach a few things from pesticides, fertilisers and all that sort of stuff. So the soil's dead. It, it For whatever reason, it's dead. From an, It doesn't have a like a resonance to it. Let's use that word, resonance. So the body operates the same way. The body's either in resonance or dissonance. And Dr. Beth talks about, which, which you've had on the show before as well, it's sort of like, so if everything's like at a dissonance, uh, it's out of resonance and the soil's out of resonance and the human vessel's out of resonance, it's sort of like good luck trying to have a, an incredible human experience when, when you know, that electrical system is not turned on. And that's what the minerals do, right? So we're saying for the first point that there's none of that in the soil anymore and we're saying 
like Italy is an incredible place. I reckon if you went and tested the soil in, in most parts of Italy, because they're not doing everything at a grand scale that they are in the US. U- US is the monocrops everywhere and stuff like that. So a lot of glyphosate. Yeah, glyphosate's huge, which creates um, enormous disruption and dissonance in the body and the stomach and, and the gut um, biome and stuff like that as well. So it's almost like when you're like in Italy, the I'd love to test the soil in Italy. It'd be you know it'll be a lot better than what it is in the US and Australia as well. Um, and that's what like to David's point, what's in that sachet? It's like there's so much resonance inside of that sachet that your body doesn't actually get today. And when you start taking it, that body electric stuff it just turns on straight away. So the body upregulates that electrical system. And Dr. Dr. Beff is incredible cell health and how the body works from an ATP and all that sort of stuff as well. So it's almost like I look at when we introduce mana into the body, it's like a like a battery system. The battery system actually is is empty and then it starts to get turned on. And to put it like a rudimentary term, like you get that negative charge, the negative charge then actually allows the cell receptor to open up the cell and then go into the DNA. And there's obviously a lot more from a science and biological sense that actually ha- happens with that. But it's almost like the body electric it then turns on. So then we've got access to, you know, we've got access to a lot of other things within inside of the body that, that actually gets turned on. So that's what amazes me because we get so many people with totally different, Dave and I were talking about this yesterday, totally different responses to what happens within their side, like, you know, from a fertility point of view, from like, from a cognitive point of view, it's, it's basically the body is coming back to resonance and the electrical system is starting to get turned on. So that's, I guess, in a nutshell, when you're talking about Italy, it's all that tomato is, <laughs> it's actually a visceral feeling for me because I've actually experienced the difference. Yeah, me too. I've experienced that where you also like see that places like the blue zones are very connected to nature, community, nutrition, a lot of eating together, you know, that that real good family connection, community feeling. Today's episode is brought to you by Mana. Now, look, we all know it's pretty much impossible to get everything we need nutritionally from diet alone today. And that's due to a lot of the farming practices, fertilizers, all that stuff. And even though we might have a healthy and varied diet, we still may not get all the minerals and nutrients that we need. This product, Mana, which I love, solves this problem through their all-in-one supplement that's made entirely from nature. It combines the wisdom and practice of ancient medicine with modern-day science and innovation. It combines some of the highest quality minerals, amino, fulvic, and humic acids, and nutrients gathered from some of the highest and lowest points on the planet, the mountains and the sea all to provide a comprehensive enhanced mineral matrix. Now, the two main active ingredients in mana are shilajit and ocean plasma. One is black, one is white, one is plant-based, and one is ocean-based, yin and yang. Now, shilajit is a natural substance. It's found mainly in the Himalayas. It's been used in Ayurvedic medicine for 5,000 years to help maintain equilibrium in the body. Clinical studies have shown that shilajit has been proven to increase strength, endurance, and prevent illness. Now, ormus, or ocean plasma, has many regenerative and healing properties and has been used for thousands of years. The benefits of mana are insane. Shilajit 
and ormus, in addition to fulvic and humic acid, marine minerals, amino acids, protein, nootropics, triterpenes, magnesium, potassium, sulfur, calcium, sodium, and 88 trace minerals. They can help boost cognitive function, improve focus and memory, boost energy levels, provide fast recovery post-workout, enhance your libido and stamina, support testosterone production, and enhance immunity. The list obviously goes on and on. So I've been taking mana every day for the last three months now. I love it. I've been actually noticed an increase in not just my energy levels, but also I have an aura ring and I've been tracking my HRV and my HRV has gone up in the last three months significantly by an average of 20 points. And that's even though we've just had a kid, which is crazy. So if this all sounds like you want to try it, which I'm guessing it does, and you're looking to supercharge your body, restore balance with this all-in-one solution, check out Mana. Visit manavitality.com. That's M-A-N-N-A-V-I-T-A-L-Y-T-Y.com. Use the code MARK20 for 20% off. Go get it now, manavitality.com. And you know, having a son now, what I witnessed too is like, I have no idea. And my love goes to everybody like, I'm like, how does a single mother or single father do it? Like, I have no freaking clue. Like, I can't even conceptualize it. I don't want to have to live it because it would be so hard. And so I just have so much reverence for that. But I'm like, we weren't meant to do that alone. We weren't meant to to be in these silos of individuation because, like, touch is so connective. Hugs change your biochemistry. Like, think, like, to be able to trust and know someone will be there for you is, like, one of the most important um, experiences that a human can have. And like, there's so much separation. There's so much division. There's so much, um, even disconnection from nature. Cause you think like we're trying to extract so much from soil that we use, we create monocrops and we use glyphosate. And then we wonder why there's so much disruption in the systems. You said dissonance, dissonance in the systems, dissonance in the soil. And it's like, because there's, there's this constant desire to take, but not restore. And so it's really, um, and when I started taking Shilajit, I told you guys that, and I said this on the episode I did with Dr. Beth, that I noticed my HRV went up, my heart rate variability. And then I have a friend who's uh, depressed about his HRV. Like he's always complaining about how low it is. I mean, he works for Amazon, so yeah, that makes sense. But he was, <laughs> hey, he's working all the time. But I, he started taking it and he noticed his HRV went up too. So I was like, ah, oh, this is a fascinating what it must be doing to uh, the nervous system and um, facilitating maybe more regulation because that's what the HRV increase number is showing that you're experiencing a little more parasympathetic, which is good. Um, I know you guys haven't done any research on nervous system activation or like vagal nerve stuff. Yes, we have. We've we've, we've done work on the, on the central nervous system and uh, we've got – there's like four folds of gold that we're uh, tapping into. And the first is the black gold, which is the shilajit, which is the most concentrated plant-based nutrient that we can find on the planet. And then we've got the ocean plasma, which is the same from the ocean world. And then with our new product, we've got the gold. So the gold is... Once it's made bioavailable, and this is 24 karat pure gold, it's the most supreme nutrient that we can get access to on the universe and uh, on the planet, and potentially in the universe. And it's a incredible like uh, conductor of energy as well. And then with the Ormus, 
that's providing frequencies from or alternative frequencies, right? So I guess within those four, uh, and, and that's the white gold, almost is the white gold. So within the black gold, the white gold, and the red and yellow gold, which when we take the 24-karat gold through the alchemical process, it turns into like a beautiful, rich red color. Oh, yeah. The beautiful thing from those three different kinds of, of gold is it's connecting us back to the field in a clearer, more resonant, coherent way. And the consequences of that is we're connected with our pristine blueprint or our higher dimensional template. So a lot of those environmentally caused illness and diseases subside because our mitochondria level is so high and our cell membrane potential is so high, which also allows us to uh, align with with our purpose now, Dharma, because we're existing in those higher states of consciousness, in those higher frequencies. So this whole experience becomes a much more enjoyable, much more coherent and harmonious uh, place to exist, really. So we see that as a big uh, support for the shift that we're going through on the planet, again, moving away from that separation and fear and into that connection to nature and each other. So you're increasing biochemically this experience of resonance, this experience of vibration, but the remineralization. So there's like a there's the bio biological, and then there's the energetic, and that causes an internal shift that gets us. You know, is what is the um, psychological shift that you notice for people, or like uh, how does it show up in how they are being? So, so yeah, the biggest things is like more energy. Increase in brain functionality, increase in like libido, sex drive. So with the product, we get like an upregulation of uh, mitochondria, uh, nootropics. There's clinical studies now on nootropics for both uh, animals and uh, humans, which is amazing. Upregulation in testosterone, and testosterone is incredible for men and women. So yeah, there's a whole stream of benefits. But really the mental side of things is that increase, again, if we remove those negative thoughts, that fear and separation thought, then it's actually a joy to exist. It's a joy to be alive. And that transforms our entire experience. So again, it's tapping back into that truth of who we are, which, which is the greatest miracle that can ever be. Yeah, when it comes to from a psychological point of view, with um, with remineralizing the body, um, that that central nervous system, um, specifically talking to the fact of like your HRV, um, there's some really cool studies on Shilajit and what that does, um, and that increases it for the limbic system as well. Um, and it'll be in- really interesting with with the gold product because we've got some really good. Uh, results when it comes to what it actually does for the limbic system that actually relaxes the whole body. So the central nervous system, yes, the central nervous system can actually, the first the first function of that gold would be to actually let the body just relax because um, everything's it's such a high, um, I, I guess, 
everyone's just so highly strong <laughs> that when you've got a product that actually reaches the brain and breaks through that um, that uh, that brain barrier, it's a brain and blood barrier. It's sort of like gives the body the opportunity to relax and then gets inside of that limbic system to then just relaxes the body. So from a physiological point of view and a, and a psychological point of view, I sort of you've sort of got to have one. You can't have one without the other. <laughs> it's almost like the body needs to actually relax, but also can't be always stimulated as well. Um, from a nootropic point of view, like stimulants, because we're so stimulated. Um, to your point a little bit earlier, you know, we're on the phone and I know for myself personally, like on my phone sometimes for, you know, an average of 10 or 12 hours, like there has to be some sort of like a reset from a dopamine point of view as well. Like our dopamine receptors are just absolutely like fatigued. So the, the body needs to be supported and remineralized from a, from an aspect, reset itself. And then, you know, for your early morning lights, um, to reset the circadian levels. So it's just a daily function instead of like treating um, treating like this massive problem. It's almost get back to what you're doing on the daily. Um, yeah, and minerals are the, the biggest aspect for that as well. And that's from the, from the plant world, from the ocean world, we've got the most highest resonant products that we could find on the planet. And these are the two. I'm curious, what do you guys find on top of remineralizing? Just based on your experience of diving into, you know, as an athlete, as a scientist, what can people do that you think are the fastest, fast is maybe the wrong word, but the ways that they can get back into alignment or remember who they are? For me, it's like you got to look at the base of where you're at currently. Um, and you got to look at like what I was saying earlier, like you got to look at, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs in that space, you know, and really that environment that you're in, um, we were talking about it the other day. It's like, what are your thoughts? What are you actually telling yourself that, that is potentially not true? Um, you know, there's, there's a thing by a lady called, um, Sandra Ray, and she talks about the personal lie. Like there's a range of these personal lies that we're telling ourselves every day. And we could be having like thousands of these thoughts a day. So it's like, start there. That's my biggest thing from a, like, start there. And then obviously for me, you know, personally is like looking at those traumatic experiences that I carry on through my life that, you know, I potentially, I have to take responsibility for those, you know, and those are like, I call them the the vortexes of traumas, right? Like, like, there's a vortex of all these mirrors on it and they're the same traumas that have happened throughout my whole life that keep replaying back to me. And I either catch them in one minute or one second or 10 seconds or they, they carry on for a day. And it's sort of like one of those things for me is just try to be actually a lot kinder to yourself. That's the first thing. Um, because you, we can remineralize ourselves. We can you look at the sun. We can do all of these things, but... If at the end of the day we've told ourselves 2,000 times that we're not good enough, like you can take the best supplement in the world, you can take, you can look at the sun every day and be in nature, but it, if at the end of the day that you don't think you're good enough, good luck trying to fix that, you know, and that's, it's a compounding issue that like uh, that's a human experience. And to what Dave was saying before, if we can put attention 
on some of those things as well and remembering who we are. It's not saying that we're going to get it right every day, but just remembering who we are is a start. And to your point about surrounded by community, like in communion, you know, is is huge as well. Like not doing anything in isolation because that's the way that nature is, right? Nature doesn't do anything in isolation. And the human being these days is so isolated. Um, living in this nuclear family, it's like let's try and like start there as well. Like, you know, the thoughts that we're saying to ourselves, like being in community, you know, eating good, nourishing food, drinking nice water, the best water that we've got available. So a lot of those things are the things that I feel we can start is a huge um, opportunity for us. And, you know, some days we're going to get it right and some days we're going to be, get it wrong. And it's just the way it is. Like it's just learning. I don't think we can ever fail. We're just learning all the time. Yeah, I totally agree with Brad. That was beautifully said. Uh, I mean, for me, it's just coming back to the basics, like I mentioned before. I know for myself when I wake up in the morning, there's just that instant joy because I know I've got another day on this beautiful planet. So taking that first breath, having a smile, realizing that we're here again, understanding that, you know, we've got our health to some level. We've got these trillions of chemical reactions happening inside of our body just to exist. And I usually start the day with a glass of water, which I know is just going to hydrate all of the body and then taking the mana. So, yeah, just just bring it back to simplicity. And then, yeah, staying connected with nature is a really powerful one. And understanding the truth of who we are is the key. Because once we understand that once we understand our connection to all of life and the fact that we are that infinite eternal awareness then from that space everything truly is a blessing we can be thankful for everything regardless of what's happening because you know um, we get to experience it and once we tap into what it takes for us to actually experience that and understand that yeah sure our mind's going to step in our emotions are going to step in and want to create right or wrong or good or bad. Uh, and, and that's all experience as well. And it's, it's difficult. It's difficult when we're having down days or we've got those negative thoughts coming in. But just going back to gratitude for existence helps with those negative thoughts because gratitude and negative thoughts can't coexist. Mm, that's so true. They're in opposition. And, and then tapping into, you know, the, the, the wisdom of, the secret teachings which are becoming available to the masses now, tapping into some of these supreme nutrients and grand catalysts for genetic liberation are incredible. Activation of the light body is an incredible opportunity. So I guess at the moment we're running off a genetic code and our genetic and our DNA is running off a code of polarity and duality, which by definition means light and dark. So we're kind of in a quarantine or a a, a holding pattern of this polarized dual existence. When we actually go through the process of genetic liberation, 
which effectively is getting enough light into the body so that that polarity switches from a plus and minus effectively back into the center point, back into the singularity. So the geometry of our body changes. And once that polarity reverses back to that center point, back to that neutral stage, then that polarized or that dual perception is gone. So that's the greatest invitation and opportunity that we have on the planet at the moment. And that's again why Brad and I are so passionate about mana is uh, the, the, the products within mana, the, the supreme nutrients within mana are assisting the body and reminding the body of that potential, of that potential for genetic liberation through cellular illumination, through the body being able to absorb and hold more light. And the body is the most intelligent technology in the universe. So it's able to mold and adapt to whatever we condition it with. So once it gets those certain light quotients within it, it actually transforms into a whole new human species. And we have people within our community living off light now, and they don't have fear-based and separate thoughts anymore. So this place literally is, uh, you know, every every moment is a is a state of service, reverence, and 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 gratitude. Living off light, like that's for people. I'm sure for you listening, you're like, wait, what? Like, what a thing to even begin to aspire to. You know, like they don't eat; they just live off the sun. Correct. Yeah, and we're all living off light anyway. Uh, you know, we're all living off light and water. Light is photosynthesis, what's in our plants. It's what's producing all life. It's what's pr- producing all animals. I guess at the moment there's just an intermediary. Whether you're eating fruit and vegetables, whether you're eating meat, it's all the source of all of that life is light. But we can bypass those intermediaries when our biology gets to a certain conditioning where you can just go direct. Now, Now, with the conditioning that we've had, if you just went direct to sunlight, that could potentially cause challenges because our body's still conditioned that we need proteins, we need vitamins and everything externally. But again, once these inner alchemy takes place, we can actually produce all of that from within ourselves. I think we're going to have to do a whole episode on specifically <laughs> that pathway because I'm sure for people listening, they're like, wait, what? Urge. Um, hello. So, uh, <laughs> if you, if you'd be so kind to come back on and walk us through that next step, that could be a part two in person. We'll do that in the light. We'll do that in the sunshine on a coast. <laughs> That'd be perfect. Well, just quickly, I can tap into how the gold's actually doing that, right? So yeah, with the 24 karat gold, it basically goes through a five step process and that is purification transformation, calcineration, which is where we're actually, you know, we're breaking it down, pure 24-karat gold, we're breaking it down into these thin sheaths, then breaking it down into a granular state, then we're heating it, putting it into clay vessels, putting it into back into specific parts of the earth at specific times of the moon cycle. And when I say we, there's actually monks in the high Himalayan mountains that are doing this for us under a very specific formula that 
has been around for thousands of years. We haven't necessarily had access to it for a couple of thousand years, but it's reintroducing itself again now at this particular time of the cycle when we're passing through an area of the galaxy where there's more light. Okay, so it, then it, from a calcineration process, it goes through a resurrection process and then a unification process. They're kind of the five steps of the alchemy, and we can go into a lot more detail into those. But what that's in training the gold to do, which again is a superconductor, is that death and resurrection process. So that when we consume that, that's what it's in training the cells to do, and that's why they can become self-sustainable. One of the beautiful things with the gold is it's actually broken down into a nanoparticle size that's between 15 and 30 nanometers. The beauty of that is it's the perfect size for it to be able to pass through the blood-brain barrier, which is a very sensitive part of the body that's very selective. So because the gold rocks up at the right size and has the right bioavailability, meaning it's got the spirit of gold back into it, and that's another reason for that calcineration process, it allows those nanometers of gold to pass through the blood-brain barrier, as Brad said, into the limbic system of the brain, into the amygdala. And the amygdala is the section which is all about our like pleasure and fear, flight and fight responses. Okay, so we've got 26,000 nerve endings plugged into the back of our brain. And when those high frequencies of the gold lodge into the amygdala, it has access to the central nervous system. So when the high frequency of the gold is able to go through the central nervous system, the first thing it's doing is uh, bringing about that uh, peace that Brad said. Like it's, it's allowing the body to reset and get out of fear and flight and actually come back to harmony. The other beautiful thing it, it, it does once it gets into that central nervous system is it's able to be transported through to the cells of the body, and that's when it gets into the microtubules. And that's the really exciting component because the microtubules in the cells, they're little toruses again. So once they fire up and once they have the frequency of gold inside them again, they can actually communicate intercellularly with all the other cells in the body. And even more importantly, they can connect with the field, which the Egyptians knew, the Sumerians knew, and a lot of these ancient civilizations. So, yeah, the beauty of that is our, our bodies can reset their genetics and we're operating as, as literally an, uh, from a very, very different perception and a different state because of that um, high frequency, again, being in the system. Shit, this sounds. When is the gold coming out? I'm like, <laughs> hook me up. Yeah, it's coming out very soon. So initially, we don't have too much to share. Uh, we're getting uh, 10,000 sachets produced at the moment. And yeah, we're just going to have to seed it very, uh, I guess, slowly from the start. We'll probably just take pre orders. What we're also looking to do is drive the prices of that down. So initially, it's going to be quite expensive, which is something we're not so happy about, but the, it, it literally is converting 24-karat gold into these nanometers. So it's not like 
colloidal gold. Yeah, it's not a cheap process. Yeah, Yeah, it's actually once we're finished with the 24-karat gold, there's nothing left. It goes into the product, whereas your colloidals and all of that, they're a different nanoparticle size and they're really just imprinting the water. There's not actually uh, any gold within it. So, yeah, as I said, it's a, it's, a, it's a very rare family. It's a formula. It's been handed down through antiquity and through secret societies for hundreds and thousands of years, and we feel very blessed and privileged that we've come across these masters who have passed this on to us and it's kind of similar to to the Knights Templar throughout the ages where we're actually able to take this out to the world now, make it available. And if I, the way we see it, if, it, if it's the right timing for that to go out to the masses, then it will be supported in the right way. And if it's not, that's okay too. We can wait a bit longer. Did you guys ever imagine that in your like individual dark nights of the soul and journeys that you'd one day be handed this uh, alchemical process for gold and be bringing a shilajit and and your products to the world like it was <laughs> did you have a sense you guys are hanging out as flatmates as teenagers and like <laughs> one day no it's sometimes your wildest dreams and your imagination um sometimes you fall short of actually what actually happens and some of the experiences that we've had you know, individually and together with this product and this journey it has been profound. And, yeah, you the mind couldn't even dream up some of the stuff that we've seen and experienced. And one of the biggest things that I love is, like, the relationship side of what this product and, you know, what this journey has done for us is, you know, meeting people like yourself and some of the, the people that we've met along the way is – it's the biggest part for me. So it's, it's incredible that we get that opportunity. And I just, I just feel blessed and it's, I've, I've backed away from the product a couple of times and then come back in and it's sort of like one of those things is once it gets you, it's got you. And for me, it's like, I just feel lucky that I'm just a steward, you know, it's because none of this stuff has come from me. It's, you know, it's not my thing or David's thing. It's like we're just stewards for it and whatever, to David's point, like whatever needs to happen with it will happen um, and it has its own identity and its own sort of brain and intelligence. So it's going to do what it wants to do with or without me. So it's just, <laughs> it's, it. it's just, yeah, the relationships. I guess if I had to answer that question really succinctly, it's like I always dreamed that I'd want to be, you know, spending time with some incredible people doing incredible things. Um, and whatever you put your intention on and realize that you have to struggle, that's part of that journey as well. You have to, you have to do some hard times to actually realize that, you know, this life is just another gift. Yeah, I love what Brad said, and I back that up 100% as well. And I mean, we we speak we speak about it often. We actually spoke about it last night over dinner. For us, it's it's really a an, an act of service. This is much higher than than us, and you know, um, I guess we just feel incredibly blessed to share it from that space as stewards or custodians for these natural products. And as I said, you know, if it's the wrong time, like if we're going down a path and everything's just red lights, 
then we won't push it. We trust that guidance and we can pull back. So we're not attached to an outcome. However, at the moment, it's just been all green lights. And, uh, you know, we could go into a lot more stories about things that have taken place over the last 12 months in particular, but, you know, decade in particular as well. I was first introduced to this in Egypt uh, over 10 years ago now. And so, uh, yeah, the, the relationship that Brad and I have with this is very intimate and we're aware it's so much bigger than us or it's so much bigger than our brand that we just have to surrender into that process. And, you know, if we're not doing the work on ourselves or we're not in the right frequency, we're also aware we'll just get red lights and it won't come out through us. It won't come out through mana. It'll come out through other people if it's meant to come out at this time. And again, we, we support that. You know, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be, we don't have to do it. <laughs> if it comes out through us and it's guided and, and, and it flows that way, perfect. Uh, but it's such a, it, it's such a um, unique product with such a unique impact on human biology and on the planet in a whole that it's uh it's it's got its own life force it's got its own guidance it's got its own decision making process and if that's uh if we're part of that awesome if we're not part of that then uh that's okay too i mean i have so many questions for the next part two that we do on the ocean where maybe we'll sun gaze before we get started but i like now all i'm thinking about is the restoration of light into my body and I know we've had conversations about that, but I'm actually just, my experience in the last uh, three months, I've been living on a lake and the mornings have been spent getting that morning light. And it's amazing how much even getting my feet in the water or getting my whole body in the water, just how much more connected I feel to the circadian rhythms of life. And I think for people to even consider this idea, which is, I was reading David Hawkins' book, Letting Go, and he was saying, like essentially saying that imagine if it doesn't work how you think it works. Like if you can let go of the programs of how you were taught that this works, then you're actually liberated. Then you can let go <laughs> and you can be free. And I mean, I'm reminded through our conversation and I think for the people listening of like to not be in resistance to life, to like go with the flow of it, to trust it, to get into a, the alignment with your fullest possibility, your fullest potential. And that means bringing light through your body. And so whether you call that God, the universe, physics, it doesn't really matter, but we all know what it, what it is. We, we've touched it. And if we can also eat it, that's great too. So, um, <laughs> I, for the people listening, uh, where can they find more of either of you and also more um, where they can get mana? We'll put all the links in our bio, of course. Um, where can we find? Yeah, manavitality.com uh, um, and um, all the Instagram handles as well, manavitality. So, yeah, if you uh, want to know what we're up to, we're on there. Perfect. Gentlemen, this has been a slice. I'm sure people are left with a lot of questions about some things. So I can't wait to gather the questions to bring you back on so we can dive deep into the ancient wisdoms as well. Yeah, excellent. Thank you so much for your time, brother. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Mark. It's always uh, awesome to catch up, have a yarn. Oh, such a pleasure, man. <laughs>